Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 22nd of August. The government has been trying to control prices of vegetables through supply-side measures. But clarifications are being sought on the recent move to cool onion prices. Onion traders have requested the government to introduce a floor price for calculating the export duty on onions to ensure a level playing field for all stakeholders. That's according to a story in the Economic Times. The central government on Saturday, remember, slapped an export duty of 40% on onions in a bid to keep prices under control. And those prices have gotten four times more expensive over the past couple of months. The duty notification did not mention any floor price, however, which the traders said could give undue advantage to certain ports and stakeholders. Now, India's electricity demand rose to an all-time high last week, owing to sultry weather and a jump in requirement for irrigation as some regions saw lower monsoon rainfall. The maximum demand that was seen on the 17th of August was 234 gigawatts, which is the highest ever on record. The planning cell of the power ministry had predicted a power demand of 229 gigawatts. Now, in corporate news, Larsen and Tubro has said that it has won a contract for fabrication and supply of process modules for Australia's largest urea plant, which is being set up by Perdaman Chemicals and Fertilizers. The order worth 1,000 to 2,500 crore rupees comes amid stiff competition from Chinese companies and is being attributed to the China plus one strategy that is being adopted in several countries. Now, Baiju's senior vice president for international business, Cherian Thomas, has exited the firm amid drawing headwinds for the edtech giant. Thomas will now join US-based Apple-focused App Studio Impending Incorporated as its chief executive officer. In other news, the National Medical Commission announced new regulations relating to professional ethics for medical practitioners, which include prohibiting doctors from attending any medical workshops or conferences that are directly or indirectly sponsored by pharmaceutical or allied health sector companies. The regulation stated that doctors should also not be involved in any third-party educational activities like seminars, workshops, symposia, conferences, which involve direct or indirect sponsorships from pharmaceutical companies or the allied health sector. Now, in international news, BHP, which is the world's largest miner, reported a 37% decline in full-year profit, missing analyst forecasts as China's struggling economy has weighed on demand for iron ore and other commodities. Underlying attributable profit from the continuing operations fell to $13.4 billion in the 12 months to June, and earnings from iron ore, which is the company's top product, fell 23%, even as production increased by 1%, while coal profits were down as much as 47% and copper was 22% lower. But do remember that the comparable period was extremely profitable for the company because of the rise in commodity prices that followed the onset of the Ukraine war. In international markets, tech stocks rose in the US, pushing the Nasdaq higher by over a percent. The S&P 500 also gained as much as 0.7%, but the Dow declined 0.1%. 
In the Asia-Pacific region this morning, two of the three early rises have started positive. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Lots of stock-specific action. What is the sense that you're getting at the start, though? Good morning, Alex. And, you know, the market uh, does what it does best. So yields actually shot up in trade yesterday. And we had the Nasdaq actually scoring one of the better days that it has done in a long time. Uh, the best day in August, actually. So quite something that's happening there. Oil held on to signs of supply rebound as the demand woes have lingered. Uh, so that's to be other other thing to be kept in mind. Uh, but the U.S. stocks did okay. The futures are little changed. Asia is doing okay. And we've done reasonably well yesterday. Maybe we could continue to do that today. So we found support near the 50-day moving average. And IT kind of led the outperformance in trade yesterday. Uh, a lot of technical experts say that if we close above Monday's high, yesterday's high of 19,426, that could lead to initiation of fresh longs. Who knows? But let's wait and watch how it shapes up. Um, it's actually a very stock-specific piece um, the last few days, and I reckon that is what will continue. Remember, I mean, metals and IT may have bounced back a little bit because they have browbeaten so badly, metals in particular. But until China's stimulus, which has been underwhelming thus far, uh, comes in, very difficult to see that pocket really do well. So the same, more of the same, more of the same winners might continue. Uh, but let's wait and watch uh, what Ray throws up. Before we get to specific stocks, um, and actually you can because there is also a listed promoter which benefits out of Aeroflex Industries IPO, but that's an IPO that opens today. Uh, the issue size is 351 crores, which includes a fresh issue of 162. So the remaining remainder, remember, is an OFS the price band at 102.108. Now, brokers tell me that there's a lot of, a lot of demand for this stock. Uh, the projections apparently made by the company uh, are very strong. And the anchor book as well as the pre-IPO investor names uh, are all fairly renowned investors because Ashish Kacholia, Vikas Kemani, and Jagdish Master invested in the pre-IPO investor list and anchor book that they've released yesterday also has a fairly strong degree of domestic participation. So let's wait and watch if Aeroflex has a successful uh, subscription. I, I suspect it will. And let's see if the listed parent sat industries benefit out, benefits out of it. But some stocks in focus today, geofinancial services would continue to be on that list. It can continue to see pressure in trade currently as well. The street chatter says that index funds and passive funds are likely to be the sellers because if the stock gets pulled out of some of the indices, then they naturally have to do it. So it's a bit of preemptive selling happening there. Watch out for JFS. Watch out for Adani Enterprises, founder from Campus Trade and Investment, bought about 2.53 crore shares. Purchase was made between from the open market between August 7th to August 18th. So... GQG, the Dani promoters, uh, some others continue to buying in these group stocks and uh, they continue to do well. Um, uh, Adani Party is the other one which has targeted a total capacity of 21,000, nearly 20, or slightly over 21,000 megawatts by FI29, which is a nearly 39% capacity growth and multiple ways to do it. So both of these stocks could be in focus. Standard disclaimers, of course, they are owned by the Adani group, which also owns... Uh, 14% stake in QBML and has uh, Adani Media Networks has entered into an MOU for the remaining 51% as well. So standard disclaimer there. Union Bank uh, 
QIP floor price has been set at 91 rupees per share. And there is some mention of railway station modernization of 1300 railway stations in Madhya Pradesh. Uh, and therefore, construction beneficiary stocks, cement, steel, APL Apollo tubes, the steel tube companies, all of those could well be in focus uh, as well. Like after UP, large railway station redevelopment in Madhya Pradesh also happening. So it could be interesting. So that's the long and short of the stock list today. Not a very long one, unfortunately. But with this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.